morning everybody yo good morning good morning good morning good morning good morning good morning this is IMU Networks sponsored by Impact Universe this is early morning hustles you already know I'm your host today Jersey J you already know what this is T-bone and building so listen we about to get this thing locked and loaded you know listen we all the way about life politics positivity education music and sports and entertainment this is how we get down you know college students shout out to y'all hopefully y'all voted today you know um it's a real real early vibe you already know it's 8 30 in the morning and shout out to all my entrepreneurs out there that went back to college because we did and we grinding we building listen we in the building today we have a special guest Tariq Brown so listen stay tuned keep it locked and we going hard shout out to everybody else that's out there getting their grind on gonna make sure you turn your phones off and yo what positivity you got for people uh for this morning just say man that um like we we had another day of making like bigger works like uh yesterday was uh, a great opportunity for for me and for my partner and for a couple of people that was around us even the coach that we have on right now even like the kids that, that we came through we sponsored them like uh show them love talk to them about the positive energy ask them exactly if they want to continue doing basketball boys and girls and stuff like that just continue helping them just know that um in this lifestyle that when you want something you have to continue fighting and never give up because if you give up how can you actually achieve your dream you know? hey, hey listen look you know like i said i got we got um legendary coach Essex county um coach went over to science park Tariq Brown, Coach Tariq Brown, we about to bring him on right now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, our media trained the kids, uh, the apprentice, my, my slash my intern, college student back in college. You get what I'm saying? Shout out to Rutgers University. You know, about to bring him on right now. So you know, this is this is a very very important pleasure to me introduce. Hey yo, we got Brown building. All right. Good morning. Good morning. You know what's going on. I mean, shout out to the Park through uh, the amazing, amazing media training. Um, you know, in light of what's going on in the community right now, I think more than the community training myself, you know, I think it's very, very good for all media training. What you think? Oh, no, it's, it's definitely important, definitely important. It was impactful yesterday, too. Just um. Just be able to see the kids be able to be put in that position to be able to experience it live. It was excellent. Yeah, man. I think um, you know, the the program images everything is about like the community engagement and getting kids to understand what you say really does resonate over not just social platform. It can affect you uh in the long run, you know, not just not just right now, but ten years down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let's talk about your career uh, as, as not just a coach, but just, just your background. Um, you know, so born and raised in Newark, New Jersey. Um, was born in the weekway section. Single, um, you know, raised with single parent mom, but had a lot of influential people in my life. You know, from Newark Recreation coaches to uncles, you know, uh, older teammates that I played in the park with, things like that. Um, you know. Education-wise, um, you know, Nook Public Schools. I still teach as I'm in. in I'm a teacher at Nook Public Schools, so that's kind of um, sits, sits kind of uh, passionately with me. Um, you know, 
went to college in Virginia and ended up migrating back to Newark where I went to Essex County. And that's where kind of like my basketball career kind of started. And even, you know, my coaching, you know, after I finished playing at Essex County, I just said, you know what, let me just give the same kids the opportunities that I was able to, you know, was afforded. So, so that's one of the reasons why I started at Essex and kind of stayed at Essex. So going back to college, and I was just because he's going back to college, you know, mm -hmm. I, I, I kind of like um, put into his head that, you know, education first. Um, uh, how was that transition going back into college and then getting to an opportunity to coach basketball to impact these kids? Um, well, I mean, you know, a lot of times people have, the, the road is pretty much just, you know, we see it as, okay, you, you go to high school, you do what you're supposed to do academically, you go to college, play basketball, then you go into the workforce, and then, you know, everything is, you know, smooth sailing for you, smooth transition. I'm actually the opposite. You know, I started at a magnet school. I went to Arts High School, had great grades. I ended up transferring on purpose because I didn't want to play basketball anymore. Mm -hmm. I was like, I want to go play with my friends. So I failed out on purpose. <laughs> to get to a weak way <laughs> right so yeah it was kind of crazy but because of the, um the curriculum at arts i was ahead in the regular comprehensive schools so as a sophomore i really i was a sophomore in the cl in the classroom right but i was taking junior classes because you know the way the curriculum was set up i was taking what i was taking as a freshman was really sophomore classes right so that that whole transition was kind of like you know it was a little different because i was young i graduated right. at 17 so i was young a young freshman, young sophomore. So maturity-wise, I was a sophomore, but I was in there with, you know, juniors that might have been, you know, 16, 17, while I was only 15, just turned 15. So he was yeah. in the game early. Yeah, oh, yes. So, you know, I I did just enough to, to go to school. And, you know, I ended up going to uh, Black College St. Paul's, which is closed down now. I went down there. And that's why I kind of found myself. I had to prove to myself, okay, academically, I can do the work. That's never was the question. It was just being committed. Right. So, you know, I was committed for a while, did what I was supposed to do. And then the Newark life hit where I lost parents and, and close friends, cousins. So that impacted me. Then he realized that, you know, at, at our age, we're, we're normalized with trauma. Like, okay, someone died. Oh, well, huh. yeah, that's not normal. So yeah. that kind of really you know, affected me. And it was like, okay, so I moved back. I had a baby, my oldest daughter. I had a child. So, you know, growing up without a father. See, my father was in my life, but he passed away. So it wasn't the typical, oh, my father wasn't around. My father was there until he passed away. Right. So, you know, a lot of times you had that route of going, you know, I'm going to be a great father or I'm going to, you know, uh, follow the same behavior, that learned behavior of not being in the child's life. Not I was like, you know what? I had to drop out of school. I went and got a job. You know, I went and got a job and I was like, I got to do what I got to do, take care of my baby. And then when I uh, realized, I was like, I never wanted to work in like factories or anything like that. So, right, so yeah. how, how often is that that narrative that you just go get you a job, and you, you know, and I push pushing your passion. You know, if you don't if you don't have a job, create a job. That's one of my models. Mm -hmm. um, so what, who gave you that that focus point? Like, oh, just go get you a job. You, know, you got to pay bills. <laughs> Society. <laughs> Society. Society plus, you know, growing up, our moms taught us, oh, once you turn 18, go get a job. Yep. Right. Or you, go, or you join the military or you go to college. That's, that's, you know, that's pretty much what it is. There's only three options when we were growing up. You know, right. I never really kind of wanted to work for anyone, to be honest with you. You know, I never really wanted to work for anyone. So, you know, I actually went to school to be a dentist. 
That's a, a lot of people don't know that. I went to school. Yeah, I was, I was, I was a bio, I was a biochem major. Wow. So I was, I, yeah, I wasn't a dumb jock. But then I realized, like I said, growing up, like one of the uh, impactful people in my life was my, uh, my recreation coach. And the rec saved, you know, pretty much saved a lot of kids back then in Newark. You know, you either in the streets hustling, running around, or you go play in the park at the rec, your local rec. So you know, I would go down there all the time and hang out with him. And then I realized that, yeah, the, dent, no, the dental in industry is great, you know, as far as financially. But I'm like, most kids are afraid of the dentist. All the time. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I want to work with kids, not have them afraid of me. And I was actually working in Maryland at um, doing an internship. And I was like, in the middle of it, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Okay. And I never forget the dentist was like, you're going to walk away from this amount of money. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do this. And I just worked, like I said, I worked a little odd jobs here and there at the airport, things like that. And then I realized I was like, um, my neighbor was like, um, oh, you want to come get a job at the school? I'm like, ah, not really. Right. But then I needed a job. Again, I had to take care of my baby. So I was like, you know what, whatever. I went and became a paraprofessional. I was a teacher's aide. And then I was just like, you know what, this is kind of like this. Yeah. And then I had I had great um, mentors. They were all women, but they were special ed teachers. All of them are great. And um, I was like, you know what? I think I need to go to school to be a teacher. That's and that's how I ended up going back to school and realizing, again, my motivation really became my mom, my, mom, my grandmother, and then first my daughter, because I was like, I have to take care of her. And I didn't want to have that same cycle of, okay, she grew up and her, her parents and not, not educated, you know, don't have any type of route for her to be able to follow. So I was like, you know what? When she, you know, she'll be able to see. Oh, my, my father's a college graduate. As a black man, that says a lot for for our community. It does. To be able to have, you know, to be able to look and say, I have a father that's, that's a college graduate. Especially for the girls. Especially for the girls. Definitely, definitely. Be, uh, raised up a little differently because of. I actually know that because I actually have a twelve-year-old and I have a daughter, and it's it's so difficult trying to keep her on safe paths because I, I tell her because you know girls they deal with a lot of emotions, but there were a lot of people jealous of them, you know. that you brought to the, from Science Park to the media training, right? Smart schools, educated kids. Now, our community overall, we, we talked about the Kyrie situation and some murders that was going on in our community. Uh, behavior, not robust questions, but just quick on the mind. Uh, fast, emotional questions. They, they would give us an emotional answer and response. Um, how much do you come into contact with those type of kids in your environment when you're dealing with the school system? Well, one, I, I teach, I'm an elementary teach, uh, school teacher. I teach special ed. So right. I work with students with emotionally uh, regulated impaired. And so, you know, a lot of people know it's behavior students, basically. Right. So I'm in that every day, all day. Right. You know, right. so to be able to see the emotions when it comes to that stuff, you know, how they react to a lot of things, I deal with that every day. Then I then I transition and go down to Science Park, 
where, you know, the kids are more academically inclined, um, you know, supposed to be more uh, socially aware, things like that. Very bright kids, you know, great, great um, environment, period. So I have a balance of it every day. You know, and, you know, to be able to see those things and again, with social media, you get to hear it. It's more than anything. A lot of the kids keep you in tune. Even right. when you're not, you know, even listening to it, the kids, you know, keep you uh, in, in touch with everything. So to be able to hear them, you know, talk about it. And a lot of times I'll just ask them questions about it because, again, you know, I'm 47. So my thought uh, process is different from a 16, 17 year old, exactly. even 15 year old. Granted that, you know, with today's technology, they're, you know, they're exposed to way more than we were at 16, 15, 16. Oh, without a doubt. Without yeah. a doubt. So I take everything that, you know, their experiences you know, I take it in as much as, you know, uh, uh, someone my age or older. Uh, so, so like, you know, funny, I, you said you, you were uh, in, in, in the classified uh, component of education. Yeah. I was a classified kid going down from a Christian school, coming into public school, they downgraded me and not put me into, into the special ed, but I was in the level of education, meaning like, okay, I was in the tier two group, meaning like those kids still needed work. They need to work on comprehension and some of the mathematics. Like, just exactly how they make you take the test before you go into college to see where you are. Mm-hmm. I need a little bit of work. So, junior college, I think I was classified to say I was never even making it through high school. Uh, shout out. To, I won't uh, give you the person that said that to me, but. <laughs> right? So, you know, I, I think that. That that was a little discouraging. Do you find that you have a lot of just uh, kids that are coming in depressed and discouraged um, about where they are in education, and do they feel like they can make it um, outside of the real world? I mean, again, society society plays a huge role. You know, when you constantly told on media that you know you're not pretty, you're not smart, from a racial standpoint to you know just gender anything. You know, so it's like they come in with all this trauma first thing in the morning and the first person to meet them is a teacher. Mm. We, you know, we, we we understand that the academics is important, but we got to understand that the role that we play in an urban area. In an urban area, we play a certain role where it's like, you know, we're, we're figures of being mentors, moms, dads, you know, uncles, aunts, everything. So the first thing a kid walk through the door who may you know they haven't um, eaten, you know, the household could have you know numerous people in it where they haven't sleeping, and they walk through the door. The first thing they should see is is, is positivity. That's exactly. That's the first thing they should see. And know we all we all educators we understand data and things like that, but at the end of the day, you know, it's positivity and love. Hey, listen, and then being embraced. So no, I I didn't have my father, right? And a lot of us identify. With not having fathers, black males identify with not having men in their lives that are successful in living in the household, period, right? I don't know what the um, demographic, I mean, like, you know, actually, like the, the numbers on that is, but we'll find out how many male, black males are not in their households across America. Because I think we need, you know, representing positive black men in this show is highlighting positive black males that are engaging in communities and not being highlighted. I think you guys are the celebrities and the superstars in the community that never really get the, uh, the you know, the good good uh, information that's in the news anyway. It's all about what negativity is going on in our community. So this is the, the part where we change that narrative by media training. So what was your thought when you brought the kids to me 
And how did you want, how did you think that was going to go? How did you think the outcome was? Well, I mean, I have a great group of guys and with the young ladies as well. They're, they're great kids. I'm going to be honest with you. You know, everyone goes through what they go through. But for the most part, like I said, you know, they're really good kids. I knew they were going to be receptive to it. My main thing when I brought them down into you, you know, I was like, you know, I know it's going to be informative for them. I know it was going to be fun, the interactive part of it. And I was more or less of, you know, again, I'm not on the media side. So I'm like, I want to, you know, I always learn from it, too. Right. You know, so I was like, you know, let me let me see how, you know, who who's going to do what and how they're going to respond. And, you know, we broke it up into I took the I took the one kid, the big kid. Right. Right. I took him because he is kind of docile. You know, so I was like, OK, let me give me let's go and go on it when that end of the spectrum. And then I gave you the other young lady who personality she's on the top of the spectrum. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, she was nice. Though. Oh, you shout out to her. Like, yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. You know? So I was like, you know what? He he struggles. He's very, he's, you know, he's the kid's Nigerian. And his brother's the same way. Like, they're just very quiet, peaceful kids. You know, they kind of only speak when spoken to, you know. So I say, you know what? Let me th just throw it at him. Put him in, in an environment that, you know, let me make him uncomfortable quickly. You know, oh, we yeah, we gave we gave them the scenarios and I it was great. I, I, I expected it just to be fun and great and informative. That was the main thing. I was like, it's gonna be fun and informative. And it definitely was. Yeah, we're gonna have when I sent out that invitation, yeah. um, she yeah. you know, enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. uh, because I wanted to see what type of interpersonal skills, body language, mm -hmm. um, in that segment was you know, find your voice, right? Because a lot of us are reactionary, right? So so usually when you hear uh, a black male uh, especially like when it comes down to police informants, uh, police police um, activities, um, dealing with, um, you know, uh, uh, when you're in school, for some reason, they don't communicate as well, like overall, to, to faculty, um, to principals, to students. Um, you know, they're great. They're great with their, with their, um, their peer group. But once they get out and they go and to communicate in, in the community, it seems like this kid has an uh, agitated spirit, and now the, uh, the communication skills and the comprehension is not there. So they don't speak. So I wanted to see the, what level they were on and how expressive they were when a mic jumped in their face. You know what I'm saying? Shout, shout out to Devin Ray for doing it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, she, she did. She did an excellent job. She did an excellent job. job. You know, and then I got I got T come along. Yeah, T, yeah, T, T was great. He's great too. It was a great balance. The team yeah, it was great. It was great. And um, great. and then thinking about like uh, the third piece that I wanted to get into, which is we didn't go in the classroom, was um, the image is everything component where you see um, the concepts that you see and the trends that's out there, what you fought, what you look like, uh, you know, going into a business setting, a professional setting, a school setting, and how. We're being targeted by the way we look when they see a black male coming, a black woman coming through a business building, an airport. Some of the things that are happening right now in the media, where you see um, influencers, celebrities, or even professionals being stopped in airports because they fit the quote-unquote description. Um, how do you feel about that uh, when it comes to our kids? You know, again, with, with, with our kids, they're exposed to way more. And you know, with us, you know, like I said, I'm 47. So you take our generation where we were kind of told to keep our heads down, you know, kind of comply because of certain things. 
and Kyrie actually went on uh, Instagram live yesterday and he um he oh. said it. He said this generation, you know, that um 30 and under, like it's, it's time for them to really rise up and really cause this this group and um the, the whole the, the, that gen those generations, yeah, yeah you know, like I said, they 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 got crypto, they doing all this snow, they making money off their phones. Right. So with them, it's a little different. Right. Because yes, they see it and they're experiencing it, but at the same time, you know, they see racism. But they don't experience it as much as we did. You know, right. we couldn't even go. On, we couldn't even go in certain areas. Like we'd be like, "Oh, I'm not going to say the cities," but it'd be like, "Oh, I'm not going out there." And it could be something that's positive that we were going out for. What we wouldn't go out there at night because we knew we were going to get stopped. You have a bunch of young black men in the car, all student athletes. Everyone on scholarship to go to college, and we go somewhere and we get stopped. We get treated as if you know we're a thug and we're killers and and everything. You know. Right. So, so have you experienced that? Actually, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, Coach, I actually experienced that before with the uh, situation. This is like back well, when me and Jersey was actually like really started to really get things really popping when I had the car situation. I just first got it. This is bad because it's like a, um, I was at a place, for example, I was at a, uh, a hotel, a hotel that was a union. I was seeing a friend of mine. And say, for example, the cops was behind me and they were sitting the whole time. Y'all see me go in and out, and I was there for an hour. As soon as I leave, I feel like it was. As soon as I leave, I and then you want to access my life, and then problems with you. We talk, we talk to the car. You know, I, I get out the car, he harasses me, literally harassing me, literally trying to beat the crap out of me, literally like telling me like, "Oh, to stay there and all of that." Like, oh, mom, if you run, we gonna chase after you all that stuff. I'm looking at them like, is you serious? Four cops, four person. So we've been. We, so we've been, you know, this is, this is what we want to um, understand that, you know, I've got uh, have PTSD because of those things. We've all experienced some form of um, trauma when it comes to being profiled, not not either being too smart or not to have enough education for where we are, the way we look. Uh, you know, these things have been uh, focused on, on our group over time. But yet we still keep it, we keep it on a, a calm frequency and say, look, this just needs to be addressed. We're not as uh, aggravated and we don't seem as aggravated as a, as the Kyrie Irving situation. And all of this was for a post, you know? I think that, you know, other groups need to understand and we need to start controlling that narrative and starting to seek out more attention about these issues that black and brown, brown men have been uh, twice as much, three times as much uh, attack just in these areas alone. Totally. You know, you know what's it's it's sad, but it's a reality. Right. You can go grab five of your friends. She can go grab we all can go grab five of our friends or five just men in general walking down the street and ask them their experience. Now to even, you know, when we're younger, dealing with, you know, authority, police uh, authority and things like that. We all have the same a situation, conversation, and experience. Right. That's bad. That's and terrible. then you turn around and you take any other race. You, so. do, you, you do the same scenario, right? Right. Same study, whatever. It's not going to be, it's not even going to be close. Man. And, and you know. Um, and then it, not to cut you off, but then they expect us to just always, and we're peaceful people. We're very peaceful people. We're forgiving people. Mm -hmm. Forgiving a little too much sometimes. But so. we'll be like, okay, it happened. You know what? Boom. Because that's our nature. Yeah. Right? 
But then they want us to do it all the time. But it, it's getting to the point now. I'm kind of going back to what you said before with the, with the kids now. And they don't. They're not. They're not going for it. No. Exactly. Yeah. One thing. One thing. And this I wanted to say, but you know, I kind of. I am glad it, it came back. We were always taught to respect your elders. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Which is which. Which is great. We you know we we live by it, right? Because we understand it. But now you're dealing with kids who are a little more conscious, right? right. And I've always been big on this, even when I was young. Respect is given and it's earned, right? Mm-hmm. You can't expect a kid, take us as adults. We're older now. Now our elders are older people and we know how to turn our cheek a little bit, but I'm not gonna let someone disrespect me if they're 70, 80, you know, constantly just saying it to you. Then they expect you, oh, I'm supposed to respect you just because you're older. You know what I mean? You could be a bad person. That don't mean I'm supposed to respect you. Exactly. So now you have these kids that are 10, 12, 11, 14, you know, things like that. And you expect, oh, you're supposed to respect me. So if you give it, you know, the kids are very disrespectful now. We know this, but most of the time, if you give it, you can always say, okay, look, I'm giving you respect. I'm being respectful. Can you please be respectful back to me? And nine times out of ten, the kid will catch themselves once the emotions are separated, and they will come back and have the conversation with you, or at least be quiet again and give you that respect. I also feel like the kids also might be getting from like the people that they're around. Like, say for example, my my daughter, totally. her mother is like she she have a negative influence to her, so it's like sometimes she can be angry here and she can be happy here. And my daughter's mm-hmm. like, what, what Beha- yeah, behaviors learned. Behaviors learned. Right, especially when it comes to that, like, you know, like and it just goes into like the respect level. Uh, you know, knowing yeah. everybody has, we we have impact in our households or on our children, right? So it's, it really goes back to the home bringing of uh, what your children are learning, and then they got to come to school. Yeah, and they have they communicate the same way that the parents communicate if they even have parents in the first place. So who's the you know right now? Some kids at home, the only thing that uh, influence they're getting is TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all the other social media platforms where they learn from besides school. How do you see, uh, do you see any inconsistencies or or, or inconsistent in those type of kids when you see them, even though you have kids that are uh, pretty much in the social media world and knowing that you uh, have kids that's in Science Park? Do you see... um, uh, a difference the kids that you see in the nineties before social media and now? Oh, totally, totally. Again, I can speak on with my own children. My um, my children, even my oldest daughter, she they're not they're on social media, but they're not really on it like that. They don't use it the way a lot of people use it now. You know, a lot of the kids. So you can look at certain behaviors that's learned. Again, behaviors learned. So if you constantly see people, you know showing their bodies all the time and dancing provocatively then you have kids that's going to do that you have adults that do it right right you know so all the behavior is learned so now that is being exposed so it's just you know your fingertips these kids are going to always going to follow what they see and i wasn't used to this when we was growing up i was not used to i was not used to all i mean i know i was used to this and think think about this when we were younger our our parents were, were doing adult things they would tell you go in the room Exactly. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're not exposed to it, so you can't sit there and say, "Oh, I know what's you know." I I got to share the story. <laughs> my mother used to smoke cigarettes. My mother used to smoke cigarettes, right? And I was asthmatic when I was young, very right. like, chronic. And because I thought, you know, okay, my mom, my, my mom was my superhero, so I'm like, "Oh, mom smokes cigarettes," and she walk around, it's cool, and my mom run the household, and you know, she's a superwoman. I slept. I I was like about 
want to say I was 12, I snuck and went in the backyard, took a cigarette. It had to be like 100 degrees. <laughs> wow. I lit the cigarette. Of course, I don't know how to smoke. I thought you were just supposed to pull it like, real hard. So I was like, Shh. I like to die. Oh, whole, everything turned yellow. I threw that cigarette down. I didn't even step on it. I don't know what even happened to it. I could have set a fire outside. I left. I never looked at wanting to smoke a cigarette ever again in my life. Exactly. And again, that goes back to what I was saying about behavior being learned and then you being exposed to it. Now, if my mother never smoked and then I never saw it, then I would never even understand or even want to smoke a cigarette. Right. It was curiosity. It was curiosity. And these kids now are super curious. Right. Yeah. So look, and overly sexualized. So listen, yes. to so we're bringing this into the where interactive social media is connected to your child, right? They have a phone in their hand. And I only say this is where social media is dangerous uh, compared and contrast to where we were growing up where it was no social media and cell phone. They have these challenges that are out here where kids are challenging in the wild. It's not just dancing. They're dying. Yeah. They got car challenges out there where people are trying to steal cars and doing all types of ridiculous things, you know, you know, whether whether it be standing on bricks or, 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 or carts and falling off, it's dangerous things that's out there that kids are challenging themselves. Yeah, you, you, you know what? Not sorry to cut you off, but um it's 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 society and then again what we allow. Like I know in other countries, you know, they don't allow certain things with social media, even with like the algorithms. And I read this somewhere, don't you know, don't quote me that it's it's so true, but I did read it somewhere where in the Western civilization, right, in our area, it's more or less like we get all the TikTok dances, the challenges and all that. But in other countries, they get their challenges are more from a, a positive standpoint. Right. Everything that you see is positive. You know, and you, they, so, you know, again, if you if you expose people or kids to, oh, it's, it's great. It's great to go to school. Here, here's, here's the uh, read 10 book challenge and everyone's doing it. They will do it. They'll do it because the thing is 85% of the people that you know are following. Or, or they will get off social media because now it's not intriguing to them. Right. And they'll go focus and worry about their real life. So let's mm -hmm. get into the season, right? Like, you know, yes. basketball season. And this is this is where me and him get into the basketball season. Yeah. Uh, high school. I mean, he was at the college level. And I hope, he, you know, I'm, I'm bidding for you to go to the college level and be at the high level because anybody knows when it comes to basketball, you know about basketball. Where are you, Science Park, uh, in the rankings, and where do you feel that they should be going into the season? Because that's the question that I gotta ask. That, that's, <laughs> funny. that's funny because I know, you, I know you're not in that, that that realm and stuff like that when it comes. Oh, to I'm headed into it. No, no, I know you're in it, but I'm saying like it's funny because some, you know, it's a local it's a local post about the rankings of the schools and right right it is I saw it that's why I yeah asked yeah okay yeah 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 I know you're informed I know you're informed but you know so the kids are kind of like oh we should be here we should be there you know me that really that, that it doesn't bother me it never mattered to me it's right. people's opinion I I always put my team at the bottom on purpose uh. because but, uh, the reason why I say that is you haven't proved anything. Uh, this, to this generation to society always wanted to say, Oh, here's this, you're number 20, and you've done nothing. You've done nothing, you haven't done anything. Talk about that, earn it, earn it. Man. They give it to them now. Back in the day, it wasn't like that. you had to like even be 
Look, you could be having a complete season where you didn't lose a game, and they would still not even put you in the rankings with the people that have been there for years. Again, so, prime, prime prime example. I was just when I was coaching at Essex, and then I resigned. Then I right. moved down to Virginia. I was like, I'm not coaching basketball anymore. I'm just gonna teach and relax and find another route, which that's impossible. Basketball's in me. So I ended up coaching at an elementary school. Middle school is a middle school, right? I knew a kid in the eighth grade up in you know, our area, New Jersey right. area, New York, all that, was ranked like number one in all this stuff, right? I had a kid on my team that wasn't, no one even know who he was. He was. He had 42 points the first game. Dead eye shooter. Right. I'm like, this kid, and I knew both kids. I'm like, this kid is 10 times better than this kid that's ranked. Right, but the exposure wasn't the same. Now everybody's getting exposure, which is a great thing, you know. Right. But again, is that, that stuff, really a good thing? Is that really a good thing? Now look, I, I, yeah, I always look. I look at it from a positive standpoint. Always, right, cool. I try to always look from a positive standpoint because, again, you know, it's what you do with it. Right. Okay. It's what you do with it, you know. Some people get it and say, "Oh, I'm number ten. They don't want to work in, in hard anymore." Then you got the kid that's like, "Okay, I'm not even ranked." But I'm, so I'm going to work harder to get it. Then you got kids that think, oh, because I'm ranked, I'm supposed to get this. You're right. supposed to bow down to me, you know, that type of so stuff. So they know their worth in that perspective. I mean, a lot of kids back in the day, they knew their worth, but they didn't get the exposure. So it wasn't mm -hmm. that. That's when you yeah. got some parents coming and said, boy, you better figure out what your plan B is because you ain't going to be broke sitting in my house. Exactly. I know that's how my mother was. So, definitely. I want to speak on what you said about the whole plan B because I tell people this all the time. Right. My kids, students, you know, whatever. You shouldn't have a plan B. Mm. Mm. You should have things already figured out already. No. P plan A until, until you close your eyes. Okay. That's you know, they always say, you know, reach, you know, reach for the stars and all that and all that, you know, you right. land on this and the third. Eh, like, look, set your goal, <laughs> set, your goal no, set your goal high and whatever your goal is, you go get it. That's a fact. That's true. You know, yeah. don't hurt anyone on the way, but by yeah. all means necessary. So the funny thing of that, this, we said that, like, how uh, is is the support with your local schools uh, system right now with, with the sports, knowing that it is where it is, and they know that they got they, they got high level athletes in the school. How do they treat? How do they teach? See, know that you're an educator. How are they treating? The because teachers get a bad rap now. Don't get me wrong. Because like right now. I, I'm advocating for education. Why? Because uh, my, my aunt was a school teacher. Um, I had teachers that were underpaid to deal with the madness that's going on in education. How do you deal with that? And why go into education knowing that the finances don't match the hard work that you do? Well, it, it's, it's a passion thing. It's uh, a passion thing, number one. You can't, you know, you got, I don't understand. You have educators who are like kind of burnt out and things like that, but I love going to work every day. See, And not the paperwork and that type of stuff, just to, just to be around the kids. I and that, uh, That's enjoyable to me. Even when they off the rock and they wild and like, I enjoy it. They keep me young. They keep me young, you know, but it's, and I'm going to say this to being honest. And I've actually had, had this conversation before. Um, my young, my younger cousin, she actually just graduated well, she did. She just she graduated with her master's in psychology. She's going to school to be a um, child psychologist. Okay. Right. She's trying to work on a, a child study team. Right. She looked up to me. She was one of the reasons why I finished school. You know, she used to be like, oh, I want to be I want to go to college and finish like you. You know, I want to be a teacher like you. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm -mm. 
I said, don't take that route. I said, if you don't get an education, you know, again, we got to take care of our families first. Right. Take care of kids. Well, you got financial, you got to take care of yourself. I'm like, nah, you go all the way through and, you know, go get your master's, go get in, you know, administration, administration roles and, you know, child study teams, you know, school class psychologists, things like that. I tell people all the time, you know, but see, the people, people don't realize what, what the stigma of teachers don't get paid. You got to think about it. We work 188 days. We work half of a year for the most part. Right, right, right. So take Nook. Nook starts teachers out with $62,000. You only work in 188 days. Thanks. Right? right. If you, you add the typical person who works 300 and something days, that person is, is making almost $100,000. Right. What? Who gets off at 3 o'clock? But you're dealing with, listen, but you're dealing with high anxiety. You know, you're dealing with PTSD. You're dealing with trauma. You're dealing with other people, faculty members that don't know how to deal with themselves and conduct themselves in the in the workplace. You're dealing with uh, traffic um, to and from. You're dealing with sometimes uh, kids don't even eat. And they call on you for mentorship. These are the things that I've, I've dealt with over time and I'm starting to deal with knowing that I'm doing one-on-one coaching. I'm um, coaching them right now and, we're, you know, he's my apprentice. But I've realized that everybody don't have their stuff together. What are some of the things that you're going through that really, really continuously impact you as an educator and as an influence outside of the, outside of the workplace? All right. Keep me on track on this, but I just want to touch on this. One, all, right. all the things you said about the driving and, and anxiety, the PS, you know, all that stuff, right? Boom. PTSD and all that. I'm, I'm a little different. That's why I'm, I'm able to, I'm, I'm 26, 27 years in. Wow. I'm a little different. You know me personally. I'm a real laid back patient type. You know, I don't let a lot of things bother me. Does it demeanor? Yeah, yeah I, I'm just that's, that's just me. So I was kind of bred for this. Right. I'm right. big on self care, self regulation. I like that. <laughs> like you can't. And I'm an adult. We old enough. I mean, you know, we let stuff get to us. You you pick this job. You pick this profession. So right. that comes with it. But and it, it shouldn't bother you. Right. You can't control other people, but it shouldn't it shouldn't bother you. You know, you know, in the, in the urban area, in the inner city, you know, kids don't eat, no, not eating well. You know that that comes with the job. Right. You know, right. I, I go in my pocket all the time and feed kids all the time. Right. So, you know, you know I'm I reward them for certain things. But at the same time, it's like, you know what, this kid, this might be his best meal today. Listen, and you know, it's funny, it comes with the territory. I know that, you know, growing up in this, a single mom household, my mom, she prepped my meals, you know, so that made, even though she couldn't be, you know, always at the games, always yeah. home to a good meal, knowing that. And then my friends, going out, I had the hot spot at the crib, mm -hmm. the snacks was already lit. I always had yeah. the hot house in the growing up because that you could always go to J House, it's empty up in there, we rocking out. And I couldn't even tell, I couldn't even tell people this. Wow, you know, my mom was at work. You know, these are the things that people don't even understand. Like, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. Yeah, not definitely. You know, that's why after school programs were were legitimate in, in my in my area. You know, sports activities, and there were programs that you know kids that were had single moms. They could, you can always go to. That's true. But yeah. how how's that uh, work work out? Are there any programs like like mine or even yours? Outside of uh, um, outside of Science Park, that people can go to, that that we can even hear about, or we can highlight. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you, <laughs> like 
<laughs> you have like after school programs, but me personally, I don't know many, you know, like, you know, it's, it's not like it used to be when we grew up. It's a little different. Though. And you wondering, and you wondering why uh, our kids are wilding and losing their minds and, and dealing with drugs. And, 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 and these are the things and, that and I, to, I'm, it's important. Cause my son's to be on, to be honest with you. And I can say this. A lot of people focus on the bag. I know it's that. Everybody's folk from the young kids to the older people. They focus on the bag. It's not, you know, money. We weren't as money driven back then. So, to run a program, you know this personally, and I know it myself. To run a program, you got to have the funds. Right. right. It's hard to get facilities in in urban areas. They don't, yeah, you know. Yeah. No one wants to just say use this space to help kids. I'm not even going to charge you. <laughs> I mean, no, realistically, you can't. Exactly. I mean, realistically, you can't do that anyway because, you know, the person has to take care of their home as well and their business and things like that. But we got to be able to carve out spaces for our kids. Right. I mean, example, like like with yesterday, you know, we got out of work. You know, we got off work Wednesday. Most teachers went and, and, and took did some self-care. You know what I'm saying? Right. right, right. Exactly. I'm like, you know what? I enjoy seeing that kids get everything out of life. You know, I know one of those kids, which I knew more than one because they text and was like appreciated, things like that. But I knew one kid walked out. Um, most people going in the world concept. Oh, I can say the world. I can say the world. I had a lot of older mentors and they explained to me, you know, they were 20 years in, 15 in. They like, look, it's going to start to dwindle. So you got to understand if you save one, you did your job. Anything more than one, you're a superhero type of thing. We all still try to save every last one of them, you know. I and mean, we that, save, that was me, me. I'm yeah, And when we I'm say save, we're not superheroes, obviously, but you know, like, you know, we're saying, like, trying to just put them on the right path. Right. You know, so with that being said, it's like, you know, okay, if I can get this one guy to, to be, be, you know, just see, see the impact of yesterday. Right. I did my job. And that's the part. I mean, y'all facilitated it. You saw it. You saw the eagerness. They wanted to stay longer. They yeah, did. I've seen that. I've seen that. You know, yeah. but, but, you know, I'm like, you know, I live our way. You know, I'm like, I got to get these kids home because some of them are like freshmen with sophomores. I'm like, I, as a father, I can't keep them out at nine o'clock at night. So I was like, I right, need right. to get them home. I but they're like, oh, they, oh they, it's going to be a second part. So it's going to be a second and third and fourth part. I said, you know, it's going to keep growing and growing. You're going to take some classes on it. You know, right. I said, it's going to be more interactive, but I said, but y'all, this is important. And again, you know, finance is important. So hopefully get some, some sponsors will kick in and help, you know, because this is going to be a bigger thing for the kids. They were like, they were even giving feedback like, you know, oh, I thought, I think it would have been better if it been way more detail. I said, I got to understand. It's, it, it, we, I said, it was a whole lot more to it. It's just that we had to, you know, get going. Yeah. So when I explained to them what was going on, they love the scenario. They love the scenario. The entertaining time. part was they was like, oh, man, they kept just jamming the camera in my face. I said, that's reality. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going right. to happen. That's exactly yeah, yeah. what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. they, they think that in the real world that people are, people, it's a very cold world. Mm -hmm. People want what they want when they want it. So when, if you, at the celebrity level, there is some form of uh, uh, ignorance when it comes to to the game because they want to get you in the most uncomfortable position as they possibly could to get the most value out of what they're capturing. Yeah. So I, I realized that, you know, if someone is very deceptive in their questioning 
if they're, you know, like police officers do that, yeah. journalists do that, uh, because uh, if it's a very loaded question, they want to bring out the, the character and who you really are. And that's why it's so important what you're doing right now. You know, educating the kids. When you know how to speak to authorities, whether the police, any anything, you know, and you're, you're prepped to say, you know what, okay, think first before you respond. If yeah. you don't know the answer and you feel it's going to incriminate you. Oh, man. Oh, oh my God. Listen, Prince, oh, God. You got to wait you see what he looks like after I finish this. Because <laughs> the perfect example of mm -hmm. someone that is being profiled didn't even do a crime. <laughs> And he was he, he was locking he was locking himself up. He was like, I, he he was like, just take me, just take me with you, man. I, I messed right. up. He ain't doing anything. Look, this, here's the classic person that's done 28, 30 years come out and, and the actual city has to school. They they they, they, they the city for this guy and he reached out and he didn't do anything wrong and, and came back to society. It was vacated. That's the classic. Person. Yeah, and because he's a black young male, he probably did it. One of the young men that you were um you were talking to, it's kind of quiet. Oh man, reserved. No, you, no, 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 no. You don't know which one it it was. That's the thing. Oh, okay. He was the one doing the most talking. Oh, I'll be surprised. I thought it was exactly. So again, you know, sometimes you have to be put in situations to be able to pull it out of them. Right. That was the young man that was talking about. We were like, oh, he lost the game, and he just you know needs to show more leadership. Though she asked him, "What about the?" She was like, well, well, what did coach expect from him? He was like, leadership to be able to take on more of a leadership role. And he he barely talks. Wow, and you would never know you that. Know, you never know who is going to be the leader at the end of the day. And exactly, and I'm trying to get him to be the leader. See, and that's the value of these type of programs. Mm -hmm. You know, school systems across the country. You want to come to the school and what was great about it um as an educator and you know we all were college students some people are terrified to get in front of the, the class to do a presentation oh yeah right I they don't realize that they're being you know we had to we had to take uh public speaking and all that oh you know those courses and things like that and we like oh, i don't want to sit in this class all day just to do this not realize <laughs> how important it is but they did it yesterday and didn't realize it because they were all focused on basketball. Exactly. exactly. But we did public speaking yesterday. Yeah. 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 Communication, the environment. Yeah. It was it's kind of a hostile environment. People coming in and out. That's real yeah. life, real time. Listen your face. Music I didn't want it to be a comfortable environment for them to be able to interact with the place because if that's the case, then that's when you get that silence in the room. That's when you get somebody feeling like, like oh, they were, they, they were being controlled. This is controlling my mm -hmm. No, I don't. I don't. Because if you have that, 
you don't have the when I tell you when we walked back to the school, right? That's all they, they were just talking about it. Talk, they were talking about people's responses, they were talking about how you know what they enjoyed about it. Oh, we can't wait to we do it again. They oh, were yeah. talking about, oh, this could have been, you know, and I'm, I'm gonna get their feedback. I'm gonna have them write down oh, feedback. You up, yeah, and I'm gonna let them know, like, you know, look, you add to it because you're 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 help um fostering this program also. All right, they are, you know, because again, you know, you, you again, like I said before, you take think about the questions that were asked, right? We took it from a um from a sports perspective, right? right. From an athletic perspective in sports. Usually when you ask a kid what they want to do in um in the near future, college, things like that, they kind of like, uh, you know, they might say something, but these kids really know what they want to do. Right. That's that's the uh that's the reason why a lot of people want to get their kids in science park. I'm gonna be honest with you, because of the environment. You know, every every school has their, their issues, any public school, any any school, private school, you know, whether you're paying for it, it's free. Everyone right. has issues, no different like someone's home. But to get kids around again a bit to learn behavior, these kids talk about their GPAs. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. We appreciate it. It's gonna be. It's gonna be great for. The, it's gonna be great for the students, the community. You know, again, you know, I always talk to the kids about. You know, everybody wants to go D one and play basketball, get a scholarship. Who doesn't? I mean, that's 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 just the part of the sport. That's a part of the life, right? right so this is the this is the positive part of, of, of the, all of this. But 
there's an entrepreneurship part that I want to bring in. And a lot of people might not know that media. You have a basketball that you that you are and want to get into the community. What is it all about? Oh yeah, well, um, the basketball is uh my company's teach, and the basketball is uh inheritance. Like you know, like I said, it basically. I kind of stopped the full fell back with a little bit because I started coaching and working with the kids. But, um, you know, I really wanted to get on a platform where we'd be able to give these kids scholarships. So the pro part of the proceeds go towards a scholarship. Right. You know, my daughters came up with the idea. Also, you know, we just, you know, really sat down and just, you know, put it on, put it in, put it in motion. We did it for a year. We gave away a scholarship. We want to do it, you know, a little much better and everything like that. But um, really wanted to get it. Like I said, you know, it's so many people, companies that just, take from consumers right right but they don't give back and i'm gonna speak on this in, in in newark in general you know as an educator we spend a lot of money with these food um corporations stores everything like that the minute you go ask somebody to sponsor or give a donation they look at you like you're crazy you take the corner stores much money these kids put into these corner stores and we put into these corner stores exactly. it, but again it goes back to we as a people Right. What what are we dealing with? What are we taking? What, what are we taking? And how are we being pouring our dollars into these corporations and we're not getting nothing back? And I think that's where the impact of a media company like my stand up and go. Very important that some of the things that we're talking about, we highlight brands like yours, companies like yours, so people know that is the reason why we're doing these things and it's purpose driven. Um, I, I thank you for bringing us, you know, coming on the show. Hey, appreciate thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank always, you know, it's always a pleasure. And talking about your kids and bringing kids down. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna uh, flush out this program and uh, bring awareness to, you know, especially after the Kyrie uh, and uh, Kanye West situation that we're working yeah. on media that we have to protect our kids in a major way. You know, appreciate you showing up. Appreciate you too, my brother. Peace. Happy. So look, so now listen, we're back. Um, that's my guy, me and he, you know, we here. So how do you think the show was going so far, man? I feel like the show was going actually great. Um, well, when I first, when we first actually started our bro, I didn't know exactly how fast and how big it would actually climb up, even though I wasn't really here through the ranks of uh, a lot of situations through the years, because, you know, like I had my own situations I was dealing with and I was unfocused. And then when um I had a situation, and just before I had the situation, like I had just talked to a day before I had the situation, I was telling you already what I was going through. And then the next day I go through a situation. The next day you know, man, you we jumped back on board, but you was already on board. And I felt like you know that um this is this is a great experience for everybody. You know it's crazy. I was just thinking about it too. I was just thinking like you know maybe like say for example since we already in a community up north, I was thinking like I, I want the I want the school in. in stuff like that and see if we can give some some more kids education because like even Irvington, Irvington is a, it's a, a low grade a low grade uh community to where like you know no, people, allegedly, allegedly they're not a low grade allegedly, community allegedly. because they have one of the best football teams That's in the country exactly pound for pound in the country i don't care what you say Irvington football they are been state champions they won it last year they're on the on the, on the they're on the road right now again um i think that you know um Another thing, I just want, you know, some criticism right now. I want to kill a couple of things. 
black positivity. Exactly. I'm, we, we, I want to I make sure we kill that. You know, let's kill and We're going to kill that here on this show early in the morning on our hustle because the grind is real. Most people don't understand that positive, we, we are positive people. We, we do stick together. But it is some things we need to work on when it comes to business. Thanks. Right? Uh, uh, follow through. Is a is a big thing in between our black community because we you know we got our isms. We be like, yo, I'll hit you right back. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I hit you right back. You know you ain't hit us back. So just tell exactly. us the truth. I'll hit you tomorrow. Yeah. You know, we gotta follow through with each other. And if you want to support our show, you know, make sure you hit early morning hustles on Instagram. Go to IMU Network, it's already on the page. We already have we already two shows in. Uh the podcast is gonna be on all platforms so you can support us, you can donate to us. Make sure you we're gonna give our, our hotline number. It'll be up right after this is over. Um, you know, we got some other things going on. Hey, this is the major conversation I want to talk to you about. Me and you gonna care. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Um positivity between black men and black women in relation, black men and black women in relationships. Yeah. There's a there's a very, very, very uh great uh divide. In between when money's there, finances are not there. Yeah. And and uh when there is trials and tribulations where they have to stick together and be able to hit to attack the world. What you what do you feel about that conversation when it comes to when the finances are not there? How do you feel about how a woman interaction uh, interaction with a, a black man? What are the interactions like and how do you feel it looks like? I feel like you know the interactions when it comes down to them having funds. I feel like it clouds their judgment, clouds who they are, because they feel like that they have to have money in order for y'all to be okay. One thing a lot of people don't think about. One thing uh, I always think about is that I don't care about the money. I really don't. To be honest with you, I don't care about the money because the fact that it is like if I love you unconditionally, money's gonna come regardless. Money's gonna come regardless. You gotta think about that. Listen, you can't wake up the next day think about money. You can't wake up the next day thinking about money. You can't wake up the next week thinking about money. You can't wait. You can't uh, say, for example, go five five years from now and still asking, okay, the money ain't come yet. Why? Like, where's it at? Because you want to buy this, you want to buy that. All right, so I'm I'm gonna cut you off right there, devil's advocate, right? So if the lady, she has invested in you, yeah, right, and and your your, your opportunity didn't come yet, and it's on its way, and it's finally getting here, but the opportunity does not show you the money or the value that they are supposed to go ahead and, and, and split what you know that they invested in you do you do you still feel like y'all should be together or should you separate no i feel like you know i feel like well additionally for me as a, as a man <laughs> as a person right as a person. i feel like they listen like regardless of the money ain't there regardless you know if things is not going the way it's going to go i feel like we still should work things out together money changes people though. It, it does but the fact is they ain't gonna change me so we're gonna get a poll out there right there. We're gonna post this, you know what I'm saying? We're gonna leave that comment and put the clip there so y'all can go ahead and see. Because I know if you you ain't listened to us the whole entire hour. Shout out to Tariq Brown in Science Park High School in North New Jersey for coming down for the media training. That was our first one. We're gonna keep this thing going. It is a seven-week course, you know. So we're gonna break down, you know, public speaking, 
Uh, we're gonna talk, talk about interpersonal communication, body language. We're gonna we're gonna break the whole thing down. I'm not gonna tell you the whole program because you're gonna have to pay for it. Thanks. If you want to, we it's not for only for school uh, high schools. It's for colleges. It's for the adults too. So IMU is definitely gonna put that in the in the in the bio so people can start pressing the link. And we're gonna make sure we start dealing with our traumas. I think that you know. Uh, Men and women, especially our our, our family uh, ties when it comes to black men and black women being together, it's also scrutinized because in the media it was portrayed that we can't stick together. It's a fact. It's a fact. And, you know, I think that that is that's a big misconception, and I think that we, I, you know, I have so many examples in my family that have, the family's been there for. They've been there, but my one of my my great uncle, they his his the marriage they was over together for over fifty years. So I think that you know me seeing that I'm like I know it's possible. Exactly. My, my, my mother and my father they was together. They they was together. Then they separated. And then now my mother's married, remarried. They've been together for twenty something years. Mm -hmm. So I know you know I, I feel like hey look it's possible, but without conflict resolution, psychological evaluations, mental health, a coach to help things go along, it's kind of hard for you to stay together in this this today's climate. Because look at what's going on in social media. People get caught out there all the time, just for and you know. I, listen, one thing I don't think people should do, and maybe y'all are wrong. If you see uh, uh, the way social media is pumped up with so much body parts, exactly, exactly, making a man feel less than because they see that, or a woman making making the, your, your mate feel less than because it's happening, because it's happening, it's saturated to everybody. So if you get caught in the middle of that, please don't, you know devalue your mate because certain things are going on in social it's designed like that it's being designed like that so you guys can get caught out there some of us are losing our minds especially our young people yo listen pay attention get off the social media get your plan together rock out so let's go into you know um we got politics voting right now you know the voting uh hopefully you guys college students you guys are hitting the polls hard or whatever and you guys voted because it's very important that you guys vote. I don't care whether you feel like you have a voice or not. Um, go down there and find out what's going on. I don't even know if you guys are paying attention to politics right now, but exactly. you guys will be just you guys will be the policies will be getting put in place for certain things to happen. And if you're not voting, mm -hmm. then you, you're, you're part of the problem. Just being honest with you, vote um, for the right one, vote for the right person, too. Right. I feel you. And, um, you know, we had look, we had an educational piece today with exactly. Tariq Brown. We talked about some schools and stuff like that. that you know, yo, listen, listen, and, you know, we'll be there. You know, media day, our team will be will be rocking out. And that's our show for today. You know, we don't we don't need to get going to the sports and and all of the stuff that's happening in entertainment because we, we kind of congruently put all of that into this one episode you know i think that we highlight some of the sports activities that's going around but if we have guests that's amazing and he's talking about you know sports basketball related things um education and all wrapped in one we'll keep that component right there and then we'll just give you some of the highlights and clips of all of the sports things that's going on around the world on imemedia.com and ime news but listen check out J jersey j and t-bone and this is Early Morning Hustles. Peace, y'all. Peace.